Hi, I'm Clemmie Telford and it's time to get open and get honest. Each week, I interview a guest about a topic that we, as a society, often shy away from. From sex lives to salaries, life and death, religion and real bodies, no subject is off the table. Welcome to Honestly, the podcast. What does confidence look like to you? I bet if I asked 100 people this question, no answer would be the same. In this episode, I get stuck into the subject of owning your image and learning to show the world the most authentic version of yourself. Sounds cheesy, but I love this one. I've also got a lot of love for the partners of this podcast, FNF Clothing, who are all about making you look and feel great in whatever you wear. I can't believe how passionate they are about designing fashionable, affordable clothing that doesn't cost the earth. Not only that, next time you're having a wardrobe clear out, you can take your stuff into one of 87 Tesco stores. Getting involved in their take-back scheme means none of your unwanted clothes or shoes need end up in landfill. Excellent stuff. Hi and welcome to Honestly Podcast. I'm Clemmie Telford and I'm here to do one of my favourite things. No, not running myself a really decadent bath only to get bored after seven minutes. Have a properly frank open chat about tricky, sticky and often not spoken about subjects. Today I'm joined by a woman with many talents, a trans activist, author and writer... Marie Claire Future Shaper. She is founder of Nail Transphobia, a pop-up nail salon that aims to raise visibility of trans issues. She is Charlie Craggs. Hello, Charlie. Hey, Clemmy. I've just informed Charlie that she is on Wikipedia. I mean, what? I think that's really big. <clears throat> I mean... I don't really know what it means. I don't know what it means either. I didn't have to sleep with anyone or pay anyone to do that either, No, I think it's sick. cool. It just means you're really grown up. It lists all the things you've, you've been featured in and written in. Okay. Yeah doesn't say your age though how old are you you don't want to know <laughs> no one needs to know no I'm joking I'm 25 yeah I mean that's I thought you were gonna say like you're 17 I wish I, I should say I'm 17 maybe maybe I'd get be more 17? work yeah I mean I never got to be 17 as as Charlie so I'm like uh, I feel like it's a trans girl thing like we all want to be younger because we never oh you want to go and do that bit we never got to be a teenager I never got to be a child oh, like but, I mean I never got Barbies for Christmas I never got to go oh, to prom yeah, as a girl like I want to be 17 okay uh, fair enough I get that I get that although being a teenage girl is hot is oh god yeah, yeah. I like to start with a quick fire round to get us all a little bit more comfortable and this is all about being honest. So, Let's do it. A great meal or great sex? A great meal. I don't know why I pause because it's like 100% a great meal. People, people are really <laughs> yeah. one or the other. Oh, yeah, no, a great meal. Exactly. Um, fame or fortune? Fame. Leave or remain? Uh, obviously remain yeah people panic has anyone me. said yeah I was like oh I don't want to say the wrong no. has anyone said um, you just leave pat, you suddenly like have this white noise in your head you're like which is the one which Yay, is the right yeah. one <laughs> social media good or bad good reincarnation probable or not a chance I think probable what star sign are you Pisces me too I'm, are you actually yeah, yes. yes oh my oh, god so many creative people are Pisces oh but don't you think it's a blessing and a curse no like, I love it do you? I think it's the best star sign ever do you I honestly think worried that it's the worst it's so emotional it is emotional all the feelings all the time I've cried already once then it's not even yeah. like lunch time yeah, even like, yeah. really well I'm going to ask you that in a minute have you ever committed a crime I mean is being sexy a crime <laughs> 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 JK, no, I'm a Christian, I'm a good girl. Do you believe in God? Yes. Oh, funny, yeah, I am I believe in God. Um, this comes from an ongoing argument with my husband. Have you ever peed in a swimming pool? 
I mean, who hasn't? Let's well, be, this is it. This like, is... probably when I was a child, I haven't actually been in a swimming pool since I was like eleven because of yeah, trans do, stuff. Yeah. But I don't feel comfortable being in a pool. But like, I I probably did. Well, I was definitely an eleven-year-old child. Yeah, well, he, he's under the illusion that nobody does. And oh, like, please! Yeah, like, it's <laughs> always those ones who do it the most as well. It's like people say they don't pick their nose. It's like, well, you haven't. Then we spoiled you. Yeah, yeah, literally. Come on. When did you last cry? Like I said this morning. Oh yeah, it's good to get it out. When did you last weigh yourself? Way, yeah. Fuck that. I'm sorry. Who wants to weigh themselves? Exactly. I don't have any desire to know how much I weigh. Weigh means nothing. Like no. I actually go by like dress size, and even that, I just go by if I if I look in the mirror, and I'm like, I feel comfortable with this like this size. Like I don't really. I've never ever weighed myself once. Really? Never. So you have no idea what your adult weight. I don't care. I probably weigh a lot more than I I think because of I'm quite big bone, and I'm also quite. I'm probably quite. Yeah. I think that's really amazingly liberating. When or where are you happiest? I don't actually know. Wow. Go with your, what would, like, what when food is in my mouth, like when something really delicious yeah. is in my mouth, it gives that's me when I'm happiest. With someone I love as well at the same Good time. Good combo. Yeah. Ideally sunshining. And um, what can't you live without? Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> really shallow. No, it's fine. We're all secretly thinking our phones, but we can't say that. Oh, I would definitely pick foundation <laughs> over a phone. 100%. No way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Wow. I wouldn't uh, have anything to put on social media if I didn't have foundation. Yeah, so if, if so I wouldn't have any boys to call if I didn't have foundation. <laughs> um, and what is your motto if you have one? I always say um, break the rules. I like I like that one. Like don't think about rules. Like don't think Go about what's way. right or wrong or like what you've been told. Fuck what you've been told. Do what you want. It's your life. And also the, the obvious one is like not regretting things. Like make mistakes rather than don't make yeah what is it better to regret the things you've done than the things you haven't done i like that's my biggest fear and i think again i keep linking it back to trans but that kind of comes from that is like i would hate to have reached like a really old age and be like why didn't i do this and i'm just about trans stuff but even like dating or a job or Or anything eating that burger like what i don't want to get old and be on my deathbed and be like damn why didn't i do that anyway let's move on to this section i like to call big topic and your big topic is gender. For context, Charlie and I spoke on a panel together a couple of weeks ago and I was so in awe of her story. I found it very annoying when they then kept on turning the mic onto me and I had to share mine. So this is my perfect excuse to listen to more of yours. So tell me about learning to identify as female and yeah, the beginning. I don't even think it was a learning to identify as females. I just always did identify as females as soon as I could identify really so i was so as young you know yeah young you... people were shocked when they hear how young we are but i was like four when i was verbalizing it to my mum. so it wasn't even just like i'm making this so up my mum will lose... come in and tell you charlie was telling me when she was four oh i wish i was a girl and it was very harmless very like obviously a four-year-old doesn't know transgender's a thing no no obviously a four-year-old felt? doesn't understand the construct of gender or that anything i just said i wish i was a girl because i did i felt like my girlfriend because i all my friends were girls they got to dress up like girls and play with girl toys i think kids can just be whatever they want when they're young but yeah. it was more so when i went to school so that's the that we often are like three four because you go to nursery that age yeah. and that's when you start becoming gendered by society so you get told to use this bathroom and told to wear this uniform and that's when and told not to play with these toys and like seeing all the other boys be like ha why did you play with the girls like so that's when you start having gendered expectations yeah. thrust upon you so that's i guess when i started becoming uncomfortable with those because yeah. i was like this is not me like i want to play with the girls and i want to have i want to play with the dolls and i want to 
wear a skirt. I don't want to wear trousers and play football with the boys. When did you start to transition as in... So I guess it's, like I said, I didn't know what the word transgender meant. My mum didn't. This is back in the 90s in Labrick Grove on a council state. Like, it wasn't part of our cultural conversation about trans issues. So she just assumed, oh, Charlie's just a little gay boy. So she let me be feminine and would have been totally fine with me being gay, which I think is really lovely as well because I am, she's Catholic, I'm Irish, working class Catholic. So even that was like, I felt very lucky. But it got to the point, so no one knew what trans was. And it was when I saw Nadia on Big Brother in like 2000 and I think five or six. Yeah, early so I was really like 11 or something. That was a light bulb moment for you. Yeah, because I was. it's the first time I saw someone like me. I'd never seen a transgender person before. Around that time, that's when I was going through puberty at like 11, 12. And that's when I started becoming more urgent in the fact that yes. I need to transition because as a child children are all androgynous a little boy can grow their hair and literally you would think it's a girl yeah. even if they're a masculine little boy whereas when you hit puberty and you start getting taller than your girlfriend like mm. I'm starting to get taller I'm getting broader I'm getting hairier I'm getting a deeper voice there's a sense of urgency that yeah. comes with that and I was like oh crap like I'm not just okay with being feminine I am female and so what happened from there once puberty hit did you well it, back then it still wasn't talked about no. trans stuff and it was very much more taboo so like even though it was talked about on Big Brother then try and name another famous person after Nadia for the next 10 years until 2015 like you just can't like no. there was no one talking about it in the media what was talked about it was very Jerry Springer that's a man yeah. I didn't want to be that I was like my life was hard enough be, like I said I was being bullied being called a girl from the age of like 7 onwards Big Batty Boy Chitty Man Gay all these names beaten up I don't need that like to transitioning for it to become hardest I didn't want to be trans and it was only it got to the point where I was just like so suicidal and it kind of coincided with trans stuff being talked about more that I was like I know this is me and I need to do this or I'm going to kill myself that is then that you're fully presenting female have you taken hormones do you yes where you on that journey it's a more of an evolution so really I kept, so I knew I was trans when I was like like I said a very early teenager it became I started vocalising it more saying like oh I think I'm trans at about 18 but again it still wasn't part of the cultural conversation I really 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 tried my absolute hardest to not be trans I tried to work out more and stop listening to the music I like and be more manly but I, it was killing me because yeah, I'm taking you. away all the parts of my identity that make me me and I was just like an empty vessel and I was just like dead to the world yes yeah, so I guess I, I told my mum I thought I, I, I need to transition I'm going to kill myself or I don't, if I don't transition yeah. at 21 and that's when I went to my GP but then even then like it's not a clear oh take hormones it's like it took me two years to go on hormones like the end because people think that, do they need you, why can't why it's because it's bullshit people think people try and make this thing about like oh they just want you to be short no it's not about the real life experience they just there's backlogs of waiting like because there's not much funding in the obviously right. the NHS is struggling period I'm not complaining yeah, yeah. but there's so much backlog of patients there's not been much money or resources put into the trans healthcare department since it was set up in like I think the the 80s or 70s or something crazy like that like it's really relying on there's like five hospitals in the UK that see us the whole UK how many of us are there like so we have to wait two years for an appointment pretty much just to get seen to talk about transitioning not even to get put onto hormones people think that the GPs are just handing them out to kids and stuff it's not the way like you just have to wait for like two years and then you get seen and then you gotta go through counselling and then if you pass the test which is kind of and all the while, if yeah, it can be a ticking time. Well, it's, ticking time for your mental health, for your body, yes. if you're going through puberty or beyond. The suicide rates of trans people are ridiculous. Like, there's a Stonewall statistic, Stonewall, the LGBT charity yeah. put a statistic that says, I think it's 48% of trans people have not only been suicidal, attempted, attempted suicide. suicide, like tried and failed to kill themselves. I've been suicidal. I've been so suicidal. Yeah, so I can't imagine someone being 
48% of my community having tried like they should be dead like really it's mad. I had no comprehension I assumed that was all because of prejudice or lack of understanding but I had hadn't understood that once you've come out to your family or loved ones that you're ready to make that change that actually it's just like a a prison sentence yeah that's really what it is because you build up to that moment and then there's nothing you can do and finance and resources and that yeah, sort of thing can make they, it so much easier because you can just go private but a lot of people don't have that luxury like no. I said I'm a council state girl I don't have the luxury of like doing a Caitlyn Jenner and turning my transition in a day like no. I literally had to wait like so even though I knew I was trans I didn't start living as female straight away because it was too dangerous I was having glass bottles thrown at me bricks thrown at me where I live eggs thrown at me insults thrown at me punches thrown at me I couldn't do it straight away so I had to for my own safety not transition straight away which is really sad like like this kind of goes back to the urgency about age because I'm like I want to be in my 20s and be trans I want to like yeah, live my life, of your life I literally that- stayed in my bed like in my house because I was too miserable to go out for like the, a long part of my uh, late teens and early 20s so you're gonna have to yeah live your youth for a bit longer aren't you yeah honey that's why this skirt is so yeah, short yeah <laughs> Charlie and I both love fashion. In fact, I shamelessly scroll her Instagram feed, wishing I could learn to be as fabulous as she is. Seriously, have you seen that girl sachet? I am never knowingly sacheted anywhere. That aside, quick high five to our sponsors, FNF Clothing, for making clothes that range from size 6 to 22, and who are also pledging to be more sustainable across menswear, women's wear, and kids' wear. Loving your work, guys. So, yeah, I was going to ask about funding. So a lot of it would have to be self-funded. I've, and I've from documentaries I've watched and things I've read, people self-medicating as well, which is really yeah. scary because if you can't yeah. get hold of the drugs... You can get you can have heart attacks and strokes because hormones are really, really important. Yeah. And taking the wrong thing and also you don't even know what you're taking no. sometimes because people on the internet are selling you things. You could be putting anything into your body. But that's the that's how desperate yeah, people exactly. are. Yeah, exactly. It's worth the risk. Yeah. I went private in the end because I couldn't wait so I, I to get onto hormones, just for hormones. But also, obviously, people don't factor in how much else transition involves so the NHS pay for downstairs if you yeah. want it not everyone wants it not everyone wants to go over the NHS I don't personally not in a rude way to it's just I don't want to go over the NHS so I will be doing that privately myself so I have to do that boobs I have to do any um, laser I've spent thousands and thousands and thousands just clearing the decks to begin transition on laser because I was very naturally hairy I was like the first boy in my year to shave like that's oh, yeah. like super super hairy so like lasers cost me thousands the boobs will cost thousands facial feminization surgery set. it sounds cosmetic but it's really not like the reason I was getting so much abuse in my no, transition no, is yeah. because I looked so manly like I had a really big jaw I had a really receded hairline so I needed to do things to make my face more female passing really so that I could just exist in the world and not be attacked every single day because that's literally what it's like and I'm from London do you know what I mean yeah, I'm even from like the worst place in the world to be trans so like I had to pay 16 grand on that and I'm, I feel like there's even more stuff there's things like fillers more feminine things like feminising things which yeah, could be like seen as cosmetics money. but just to like it's so expensive to transition like and honestly and also as hormones. you say you're not going to go for the budget version are you? There's no cheap Do people version. go abroad for that kind of thing? Yeah but even abroad it's expensive It's I've looked around I, I had a, a consultations with people abroad and it's really not much much cheaper it's still yeah. thousands and thousands and thousands like it's really expensive to transition. I think people don't realise that. So it's really not like a overnight thing. It's much more of an evolution. No, yeah, and getting the money, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you were given a million pounds tomorrow, would you do it all in one go? Or do you think you need yes. to? Would you? Yes, I would do it all. I'd pay for all my friends' ones as well. I'd start a charity <laughs> where I'm just giving out like funds to other girls and, and boys, like and people, like 
you do it all year? Yeah, like I'd love to, yeah. No one would choose this. Like, do you really think someone would say, yeah, I really feel like my family rejected me, never finding love, probably not going to be able to find a job, but maybe have to get into sex work to fund things. Like, just being assaulted in the street every day, verbally, physically. Do you think people sign up for that? Like, oh, let me just transition because it's going to be a kiki. Let me transition. It's going to be really fun. No, like you do it because there's no other choice. I would have loved love to, to have, have been a gay man or a straight I would even yeah. love to that even more but you know I mean like, I would have loved that like so of course Jesus. not like no one chooses this this That's is not a choice as a parent you know oh, what do you want for your kids I couldn't care less what they are but as a parent you wouldn't wish the journey that you've had no. to go on on any no. of them so yeah if they were trans that's absolutely fine but you yeah you'd lose sleep because it's that's a hard journey that's what my mum said yeah so she, my mum was totally fine with it but she said I'm just so worried about you your life is going to be so hard I got to the point in my life where I, was like, I just don't give a shit what anyone thinks mm. and I got to that, that stage very young I was probably like 12, 13 when I just was like I don't even care like I'm just going to be me so like incredibly empowered really yeah, yeah it's, it's horrible that you that I was You're made, made to, to be that way be but that it's adult, really yeah, empowering to just not care what anyone thinks. So when I transitioned, I didn't even tell people for a long time. I didn't even, because I didn't feel the need to, I was like, I don't have to tell anyone. I don't give a shit who accepts me, who doesn't. Like, oh, so I, I literally was just like coming out. And then I did a Facebook post like three months into it. And I was like, oh, by the way, guys, probably just say this. I am transitioning, like just in case you think That's I look a bit different. Yeah. And like, I was like, I literally don't, I didn't say this, but I was like, I don't care who accepts me, who doesn't. But thankfully, no one to my knowledge has really, in my family or friends, not accepted me. I didn't anticipate how hard existing as trans in the public would be and like like I said this is coming from someone who was constantly facing really really bad homophobia and femphobia pre-transition so it's not like I was oblivious to the fact that people yeah, get called names happened. and assaulted like I, it was happy it was my reality for a long time but the amount it went up like you would not believe because it's so much more gay as an identity is not as visible as trans yes so like you can hide yeah. the fact that you're gay you can deny it you can say no I like girls yeah, but like it, no one can say gone. otherwise yeah. like you can dress a different way being trans is so especially like I said pre-surgery um, with my face that was much more trans looking or male looking yeah I was just like it's very just, visibly trans. I was literally a walking target for people to laugh at point out take photos of make comments about attack so sorry. And, and as you say that's in London and also I can't believe I haven't talked about it yet talk to me about nails yeah and- and well, I don't actually care about nails too much. So that's probably why. Like, so I, I much more care about conversation, yes, which is exactly. like what we're doing now. Really, when I'm doing nail transphobia and I'm doing someone's nails, this is the sort of conversation I'm so having. To, to so really, nail transphobia is a pop-up nail bar, nail shop, and you invite people to have their nails done, and everybody yeah. likes having their nails done, especially for free, and that enables people to have a very intimate interaction with a, a trans person, yeah. which more than likely they never exactly. have done before that's why I did it because most people just haven't met one before and that's where kind of the misunderstanding comes from where transphobia comes from because it comes from misunderstanding and I just realised if people just sit down with a trans person and essentially like holding hands with a trans person while I'm doing your nails it's, it's really hard not to feel someone's humanity and feel that really there's not much to understand like when we're having a chat and you're, like if we just had nails in front of us now this is pretty much a yeah, transphobia same, session yeah. like what we've talked about like people can ask me literally anything even if it's the wrong thing it's the perfect time for me to teach them that it's the wrong thing and I want to reach people who have literally never met a trans person. Yeah. I want to meet that straight boy at that university who who's never met a trans girl. I want to meet that old lady at the museum who doesn't even know what trans means. Yeah. I want to meet like baby. I like. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just want to meet everyone. Like, and it's that's what it's about is being inclusive because I want everyone to be involved in that conversation. Yeah. We all need to be talking about this. And then they hopefully go away and become your advocates. Don't they? You know, everyone it's goes allies, oh, look, yeah. yeah look, and, look at your nails. All actually, exactly. And ripples make waves. So like, you have that one conversation with that one person, but you know that you've like set that seed in them now where they hopefully they're gonna be an ally of to some degree and you hope that like say they saw something wrong whether it's in real life or on the internet or on facebook or whatever yeah. that they would say something maybe or they would at least think that that's bad or like these people hopefully gonna raise their kids yeah. to be 
decent people so that in the next generation aren't going to be yeah, as, yeah. Shit as this one it's yeah. like that's what it's about for me is ripples it's making such waves. an amazing thing and, it, and it's one of those things that is kind of beautifully simple isn't it and that mo- as you Literally. say that moment of holding hands and yeah. we just need that physical interaction i think as a society we've kind of lost that yeah with there's some statistics media. isn't it that that's yeah. going to become like the ultimate luxury physical contact yeah which breaks my heart a bit yeah um i have watched all of the making of me series on channel four have you watched it no i haven't what what is it are you serious? No, sorry, I actually haven't. What is it? It's absolutely amazing. It's filmed over three years following loads of people going through transition. Oh, no, I haven't. Oh. I don't, I kind of zone out from that. Because oh. it's not really made for me. It's made for you. No, it's, it's true, for... it's true. But there's one really touching couple on there who had been married th- for 35 years. Oh, wow. God, it makes me cry every time I watch it. And um, they were growing up in the 70s. They're called, who was Simon and married to a woman called Jackie, living the most Middle England kind of life. And then after 35 years of marriage, Simon revealed that he was Julie. Wow. And watching that from his wife's point of view, seeing his hu- her husband go into surgery and the fact that she'll never see him again in that way. Yeah. But then at the end of it, they get remarried as two women. And, wow. and I think that is so brave because it is what you're talking about. These are people who live in a, in a place where yeah it's not London and they're not yeah. exposed to things like that Yeah, it's just people who love each other for the person inside and yeah. actually yes she married a man but she married a human inside there and I will say this as well not like if she hadn't have stayed with him and remarried him that wouldn't be transphobic I don't want people no. listening thinking that oh like you have to re- stay with no, them no it was it. definitely no. a choice on her part yeah yeah because I'll tell you this if my partner told me they were trans, I'm sorry, I wouldn't be able to stay with you. And that doesn't make, it's like I said, it doesn't make you transphobic because I think people listening might be like thinking that that's what is no. expected of people if your husband comes out as trans. You just got to accept them and support them. Obviously, you have every right to feel certain emotions, grief and uh, sadness and anger even, but like it's about just accepting them. And, like, yeah, and, and I what, think making that you know I really loved because it's filmed over three years she did go through that experience and asked herself and then chose to remarry yeah. the the person as they were and I just thought yeah it's really moving that's yeah. funny that but it's really made me think that that is made for me not not for you oh yeah yeah you, it's, like, it's, not, it's not, not interesting to you I do realise there's merit in what they're doing but it's really a lot of the same old tropes when people talk about me I don't want people saying my no. old name like it's not my no. old name like it would really annoy me seeing things like so, that on TV and I then wonder whether they have had any trans people in in consultant roles overlooking the production because in other podcasts we're talking about that that's the problem it's not being made by people who are from those backgrounds and it's going to continue to make the the mistakes like dead naming it's always the same the exact same narrative like you can watch any trans documentary and it's exactly the yeah, same and that narrative kind of, uh, oh. really making me aware like yeah. that putting them side by side which is kind of the the ultimate shot isn't it yeah. you know that is for the viewers yeah I will say that there is merit to it because like so like I said I'm from a council state in West London and so like when these sorts of programs are run I remember one time my neighbour who's an old lady I'd say she's in her like maybe like late 70s and she knocked on my door and was like oh I, I just want to say I saw this TV show on Love and Night and it's about trans stuff and it just really helped me understand and, da, da, da. and I'm like do you know what as much as I like really don't enjoy these programs and they're really not made for me and I find them quite irritating yeah. there's some good in what they're doing because yeah. they are helping people to understand like just the everyday Middle England or Middle yeah, America just to normalise it just, right? yeah just normalising it yeah Human, you know, not the, even normalising like humanising yeah, it yeah I find it interesting in myself that when I need to do something that I find kind of 
intimidating in definitely in work I often will err towards wearing really masculine clothing because it makes me feel powerful yeah. how do you navigate your own sense of style so it's quite interesting because I totally get that and I was saying to you before this I was like I watched something about like how it's really important to wear suits to things because people take you more seriously yeah. like if you go for my Instagram I have you- so many pastel coloured suits you- like skirt suits <laughs> but they're really mini skirt with a blazer basically yeah. so they're cute but it's more that like if I was to wear what you're wearing now yeah, I would be misgendered. I yeah. would literally, they would say I'm wearing men's clothes. Like, yeah. I would look like a man. I'd look frumpy and yeah. broad and manly. And also, like, I never got to dress in a female way for so long. I had to wear that same boys' school uniform. I had to wear boys' clothes up to the age of, like, 22 to almost 23. So, like, I'm sick to death of wearing boy, yeah, boyish clothes I'm sorry I have banging legs yeah. I'm going to wear my legs out that. I can see yeah, them all in front yes. of me it's all down to conditioning so yeah. it's down to the fact of conditioning that you feel that you might need to wear this because yeah. you're from that advertising background yeah. where you have it's a boys to club. it's a boys club and you've had to wear a suit to be like yeah. look you to take level me out. yeah 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 because if you've got your boobs or legs they're just going to be looking at your boobs yeah. or legs so I understand why you do and even the fact that just like misogyny like just being catcalled and growing up and stuff you've had a very different experience of womanhood to me yeah. where things like that make you very like you've had to cover up to be taken yeah. seriously whereas with me I'm conditioned in a way that's like fuck you everyone like I'm gonna wear what the fuck I yeah. like so I have a it's n- neither's right or wrong what would you say to parents of kids who think that their children might be trans or actually to young people who might even listen to this what piece of advice would you give to help make the journey easier oh god that's really hard it's really um, big sorry yeah I would just say your safety is paramount so it's almost like I said with me, like I didn't just like s- realize I'm trans and start living the next day. Like you need to think about your safety, about who you're coming out to if you're going to start living straight away. Like it's really hard. It's I don't really have all the answers yeah, because it's, what, it's, it's shit. The, it's a really dire state of affairs. Like because what like should you tell your parents, what if their parents are transphobic? What if they get chucked out? Like most of my friends have been chucked out by their parents. So it's like mm-hmm. it's hard. So like I, I would say like confide in people Find like if you allies. can speak to your parents like if you can speak to a friend if you can speak to a, a counsellor at school or something like find someone that you can speak to about it and it's really sad that I don't I can't really give more advice because no. it's just the way it is it's shit reach out to me I'm here for you if you yeah, need go me follow. yeah well it's been really lovely speaking to you Charlie and as ever I feel much more enlightened but this is just me and you in a room I always like to try and broaden it out and ask the good people of Instagram what they think so first of all I ask them do you identify as the gender you were assigned at birth only 1% of people said that they didn't identify which is easy to think oh that, that's only 1% but actually when you ladder back that is 30 people for which it is a huge deal further to that 23% said they believed that their children might identify as transgender but 71% of them said they didn't feel qualified to support them which is pretty worrying the bit before the end it's always polite to ask is there anything you want to promote or anything coming up uh, I guess my book, which is called To My Trans Sisters, and my nail brand called Nail It, which is Nail It Official on Instagram, maybe. And also your Instagram as a whole, your handle oh, is? Yeah. Charlie underscore Crags. And then the last but not least, remembering that this podcast is called Honestly, who do you wish you could have an honest conversation with and what would you say? Could be a celeb, somebody's past, a younger version of yourself, a friend. I would choose someone like Trump or someone like... Boris or Piers Morgan even someone who is really against people like me I'd love to be put in a room with them and the door locked and no not fight I was gonna joke but just to speak and be like 
why do you hate me so much? Mm. And just look in their eyes and be like, can you not see? Like, I am a person. Can we talk? Can we get over this? Like, why? Because they have so much power and they're making so many other people hate us mm. and scared of us. I would love... Piers, if you hear this, babes, <laughs> let's me and you get a room together. <laughs> All right, Piers. <laughs> no, let's actually get a room together and let's talk because we need to work this out because you're making people like mine's life very dangerous. Yeah. Because if you don't think that your words on Good Morning Britain have an effect on the way people like me are treated in the street by everyone else, on the bus, in toilets, in the school, in the workplace, then you're you're wrong. Thank you. Thank you, Clemmy. I've been Clemmy Telford and this lovely lady has been Charlie Craggs and this has been Honestly. Thank you for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe and tell your mates all about it. So that's that. It's the end already. As ever, I'm so grateful to both Charlie for being here and to our sponsor, FNF Clothing, who not only do great things for affordable fashion, they have given me the opportunity to do what I love, have thorough chats with excellent people about sticky, tricky and often not spoken about subjects. We've hit that part, the shameless plug, but at least I'm being honest, right? That's the name of the game. So please do share your thoughts and reviews, tell your mates all about it, and better still, why not press the big subscribe button? That way you'll get weekly doses of unadulterated honesty from me, Clemmie Telford. Thanks very much. <laughs>